7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! The way this young man died, watching the video, it, uh, it made me so sad. It was so painful. It made me cry. I kept saying to myself, how many more? How many more young black men will be murdered? That the madness must stop. And it was very moving, very moving to see hundreds and thousands people from all over America and around the world takes to the streets to speak up, to speak out, to get in what I call good trouble or to get in the way. And because of the action of young and old, black, white, Latino, Asian American and Native American, because people cried and prayed, people would never ever forget what happened and how it happened. And it's my hope that we are on our way to greater change, to respect the dignity and the worth of every human being. And it doesn't matter the color or the background of whether they're male or female, gay or straight. We would come to that point and say, we're one people, we're one family, we all live in the same house, not just American house, but the world house. That was the late, great American hero, Representative John Lewis. Um, wow. That was him from June 4th, 2020, of course, talking about the killing of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Uh, we are going to do a tribute to John Lewis tonight on the show because he meant so much to all of us. Uh, when I say all of us, I mean all of us decent fighters who uh, want to see things change once and for all and see the, the fight, the real fight continue and, and come to an end and have justice for all Americans. And that's why, yeah, it's, 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 but anyway, welcome to the show. And of course, Rain is on with us, of course, uh, no wacky intro, but Rain, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad we're doing this. It has to be done. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there, th this, we have the platform and we should be doing this. 
I've said it before, but when we moved to Atlanta, I specifically said to Bob, I want to live in his district. Wow. And, and we did. And um, just ne- living in that district, knowing yeah. that he represented us, made, I don't know, it was, it was special. I, I can understand. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that would be special. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, welcome to the program as well. I think this is a, 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 the, one of the greatest uh, Americans we can possibly pay tribute to on this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, what, just, what, what an amazing human being and what a long and storied career he's had in fighting for equal justice and civil rights. Uh, ever since he was a, I mean, I, I, I've seen it before, but every time I watch it, his speech, uh, 1963, uh, what, August 28th, 1963, March on Washington. Um, what what a beautiful and treasured moment in, in just history that we can all live by and learn from and, uh, you know, use that as fuel for the fire, for the, the real, the real fight that we need to make sure, you know, never gets extinguished as much as people on the other side of the aisle would like to, Smear people like John Lewis uh, and, and other, um, you know, uh, you know, just and and just all the ugly things they say about you know Democrats and and you know the the history of our party and everything and trying to smear it and it's like no we're we're you might have started off as the party of Lincoln, but yeah, we're the party of a we're 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 the party of John Lewis, Elijah Cummings, Martin Luther King. So on and so forth. So, Well, know. I think it would be fair to say that we're also the party of Black Lives Matter at this point. Absolutely. We are the party that decided to, you know, figure our shit out and get it together. Exactly. And Joe, I mean, the, the GOP is never, I mean, they don't want to open a dialogue. Every time a dialogue is open, they accuse us of race baiting or... You know, Obama should have fixed it. Oh yeah, make the black the the first black president fix white racism. Yeah, you know, you know what's more offensive to me personally than Republicans uh, attacking or belittling people like John is is when Republicans appropriate these people. Yeah, that really irritates me. That really gets gets to me. They've it's done that with Martin wicked. Luther King. Yes, yes. That that is worse to me personally mm-hmm. than when they attack these people. Well, you is know what? When I, they appropriate yeah. them for their own for their own purposes. You know what I, I don't find? Know if you guys, uh, but sorry, just just real quick, you know what I find re- you know terribly fascinating is that uh, everybody wants to say that the niece of Martin Luther King in the GOP. I forget her name. Um, she, she, you know, she always goes on to Fox News and tries to claim that you know MLK would be a Republican, where his children and his and his uh, you know late widow um, would would say, "Excuse me, no. cousin, <laughs> niece." Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty sure that Martin Luther King was a registered Republican. Um, I think he was, if I'm not mistaken, but. That was a Republican back in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. 
you know, exactly. growing up. You can even you know, go to the 60s. Yeah, I, I mean, in 1964, this all changed. Yeah, and and then you know, you know the and of course the Southern strategy, which we don't have to get into, uh, that that pretty much cemented uh, the GOP mm -hmm. as wanting to absorb all all the disenfranchised racists out there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, it, it, you know, time is not static; it is fluid. Yeah, uh, let's not forget the Dixiecrats. Change. That's the, a yeah. very good point. Time yeah. is not static; it's fluid. Because and, yeah, Joe, when Joe says the disc. Dixiecrats. It was Johnson who said we might lose, we might lose this party for a generation or something yeah. along those lines. That's exactly what he said. Um, but he did the right thing. Yeah. Yes. But, it wasn't perfect, um, but he did the right thing in that instance. When no when we man speak, is perfect. When we speak of appropriation, and we 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 you know, most of us here that listen to this show, most. Uh, knowledgeable Democrats know that our party was the party against freeing the slaves back in the day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, Louis Gomer. Okay, Louis Gomer, y'all can laugh because it's going to be really funny in a okay. stupid way. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, well, you guys probably did know. I'm sorry for saying it like that. But that the House of Representatives moved to remove moved to make the removal of Confederate statues at a statuary hall this week. Part of it was because of of the fact that they were they're going to have John Lewis's body lie in state. Yes. Um. So, Louis, you know, Louis Gomert's a very smart man, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, Mensa material. There, he, he's literally, um, he's literally proposed a bill to ban the Democratic Party because they are the racists. So, and 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 his thinking is because because the the you know the House wants to remove all of these you know Confederate statutes, then we should just remove the Democratic Party because they were the party of. Confederates back in the 1800s. Oh, I wonder. Isn't that where good? Isn't that great? I, I, I wonder where he got that idea from. So the idea came from where? I just pulled it out of my ass, sir. Put it back in there because it sucks. Sure does. Sure does, Louis. Um, you know. It's, you know. Speaking of for, appropriation. Thanks for trying, <laughs> thanks for trying yeah. Louis. J judge, your honor. I say with air quotes. <laughs> And of course, Louis Gomert reminds me of my favorite lawyer joke of all time. What do you call <laughs> a lawyer with a fifty uh, IQ of fifty? Your Honor. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Nice try, Louis. Nice try. Well, you know what? We're the party of John Lewis, and uh, this is uh, John Lewis uh, reflecting. This is from uh, Oprah's. Uh, O.W.N. own uh, her. Uh, she does this thing called Masterclass, Oprah's Masterclass, and uh, this is a, a clip from a YouTube video of uh, John Lewis reflecting on the moment he gave his speech again, August twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three, March on Washington. Um, and uh, we actually have the whole speech that we're going to play over the the break in lieu of a song. It'll be a slightly longer break. It's like a seven-minute speech, but I feel it needs to be played in its entirety. 
but here he is uh, commenting and you know with snippets of the speech put in so this is this is pretty powerful stuff we start organizing we were able to bring more than 250,000 people to march in washington and we all had to prepare a speech i was very young 23 years old with all of my hair and a few pounds lighter i have the pleasure to present to this when a philip randolph said a nine percent to you, young John Lewis, the national chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Brother John Lewis. I looked to my right. I saw hundreds and hundreds of young people who had been involved during the early days. Look straight ahead. I saw this sea of humanity. Then I looked to the left. I saw young black men and young white men up in the trees trying to get a better view. And then I said to myself, well, this is it. And I looked straight ahead again. And something said to me, go for it. And I opened my mouth and I started speaking. We march today for jobs and freedom. But we have nothing to be proud of. But hundreds and thousands of our brothers are not here. For they're receiving starvation wages or no wages at all. Those who have said be patient and wait, we must say that we cannot be patient. We do not want our freedom gradually, but we want to be free now. The time will come when we will not confine our march into Washington. We will march through the South, through the streets of Jackson, through the streets of Danville, through the streets of Cambridge, through the streets of Birmingham. We must say, wake up, America, wake up, for we cannot stop, and we will not and cannot be patient. How powerful of a statement is that we do not want our freedom gradually. We want it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just powerful. That was radical. Yeah. For the time, it, it was absolutely f- was. It's, yeah. And it's, it's still considered radical by the, the you know, hard right. Yeah, it was the theme of the uh, Martin Luther King's movement was that some changes can't be incremental yeah some changes have to happen now yeah um i I saw this yeah i saw this argument played out over health care you know there are things that you can't do incrementally there's some things that morally demand immediate change radical change what you would consider radical change but total change yeah which is the ultimate idea of the Black Lives Movement that we are seeing right now. Exactly. And what we're seeing immediate changes now, too, where, I mean, uh, I mean, grad, okay, albeit it is 
some you know there's still reticence uh, to change in a lot of uh, areas for where it comes to removing Confederate flags, uh, Confederate monuments, statues, well, whatever. Um, but because of John Lewis and Black Lives Matter and his support and endorsement and uh, their support and their endorsement of him and everybody else who is fighting the good fight, because of that, the, 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 there are some swift changes finally happening. And it's not going to be 100% because, again, you're going to have local governments that are going to fight, that are going to be on Trump's side. You're going to have a pushback from the you know dumb executive orders and that are you know just feckless and, and ignorant um you know and of course you know you have trump himself uh, declared black lives matter is uh, a symbol of hate yeah. but the confederate flag and monuments they're just free speech people aren't thinking about slavery yes they are they're thinking they want they pine for the days where they could own people and treat people lesser than. They pine for the days where they could feel like they, they had legally had a right to lord over someone simply because of a, a, a factor at birth that nobody has control over. Well, how different is it now than it was in the 60s and before? Honestly. And I, I say that because... Yeah. right now we're in a moment we're in a big moment yeah and it's it's interesting that you mentioned you know how people might pine for the days when they could own people mm -hmm. and um it, as soon as you said that i just kept thinking about the fact that after during jim crow um we had sharecroppers so they weren't technically owning people but they let them have some property to farm off of, but they had to give some of that produce back to the people who they were technically renting land from. I don't think that's much different than um, hiring a housekeeper or hiring a lands landscaper. There are, yeah, there are, are shades of um, commonality in the scenarios yes absolutely. that's a very good way to put it but it's just something to think about like to me you don't have to necessarily own someone mm -hmm. but you can necessarily hire someone for um under market value yeah yeah and you know and that's not to say that there are people out there who don't you know hire people to do work that they don't want to do uh and you know they they might pay them no very again well, not black and white not i black know and, white. and i'm not accusing you of that i'm just you know throwing it out there but yeah i think that there 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 is certainly uh well you know in in you look at um you know what was that that celebrity chef's name joe that that woman who uh who was slinging the end paula Dean. Paula yeah, Dean. Paula Dean. Yeah, mm -hmm. she, you know, I mean, she struck me as somebody who was like romanticizing the idea of slavery with, the, you know, and treating her employees a certain way and, uh, you know, employees of color or like servers or because I think some of it stemmed to um, she was she would only hire uh, like African-Americans to put on like the little bow tie and the little jacket and walk around with trays for parties and things like that. Um, you know, and 
you know, then would make racist remarks. So, you know, so so it is there's a that again, that romanticizing of it. It's like, you know, well, we you know, I, I, a, fa- a a late family member told me that oh, it was it was so horrible. He said, you know, a lot of those slave owners treated their slaves very well. And I'm just like, mm. could you repeat that slowly and hear the words that are coming out of your mouth as you do? Yeah. The that's slave the owners treated their slaves very well. There's a reason why the band Lady Antebellum changed their name. Yeah. And then did the something. Antebellum was before oh, the God. Civil War, and it's the romantization of, of yeah. that whole. You know, gone with the wind, and yeah, and that all band, that, that band can go to hell for what they did to Lady A, the the musician whose name they tried to steal and then tried to sue her, oh, an African American performer. So they're going to make it better by changing their racist name to doing something actually racist. Wow! Well, just <laughs> I, I got an idea. Disband. How about that? Go do some fucking solo albums. I'm sorry, I'll put a nickel in the swear jar. I'm I'm trying not to swear too much tonight. <laughs> I'm trying not to I, I think we should do that. I think we should all have swear jars on our desks. And oh, and we no. should we should have a challenge and uh we just write little IOUs and stick in them. And okay, then, that uh, sounds like a bad Seinfeld episode, and I would fail right off the bat. Well, and then we then we could buy ourselves something nice for, you know, if, if somebody needs a new microphone or headphones or whatever, we can we can dip into the swear fund. I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> you know, you know the Seinfeld episode I'm talking about. I can't do it. I'd be like Kramer. I'm out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what episode you're talking about. I think your sister might want to talk about that more than us. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's on fire. Um, so, uh, but no, but yeah, so uh, that that was, um, but yeah, this is, the, it, I, I'm proud to say we're the, you know, you want to say you're the party of Lincoln GOP, that's fine. Well, guess what? Somebody who, who unfortunately left us this year, just days ago, I, I'm fine to be called the party of John Lewis. I'm proud. I'm proud yeah. of that. And and you didn't see Lincoln. You didn't walk the same earth as Lincoln. You didn't hear his speeches recorded or, or you know, videos or, or anything like that. Yes, there is an I, archive. Like add- but the but greatness greatness walking the earth with John Lewis in our lifetimes is so profound and important to me. I, I'd like to add something about that. Anybody who watched or has read the history of Lincoln knew that um, he wasn't necessarily pro-slavery. He, the Civil War landed on his lap. Yeah. His his modus, you know, his his modus operandi wasn't to end slavery. The Civil War ended on his lap, and. He wasn't necessarily, from what I understand, he wasn't necessarily pro-slavery or anti-slavery, but he realized that in order to get this civil war to end, he had to make a decision. He had yeah. to make a really hard decision. And I think a lot of people forget that. I didn't know that growing up. I think, Ken, I don't know about you, Joe, um, but I know when I was in high school, 
we were kind of taught that, you know, he ended slavery. That wasn't necessarily what he wanted to do. Um, but he had to make a decision sure. about how to keep this country together. Yeah. So when when Republicans claim the mantle of Lincoln, I don't feel like that they actually understand the history and, and the hard choices that he had to make and the wheeling and the dealing that he had to do with the Dems who were very pro-slavery. Lincoln was kind of on the fence about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, I don't think any party can really claim Lincoln as, you know, and I'm not trying to denigrate him as as a president at all. Of course not. But I just think that people really need to understand or or learn history. Yeah. Yeah, and what went on to end the Civil War. Yeah, and and and, and to me, that you know, all of that is important. All of that is our history, and it all should be studied and learned. And but when you are again, uh, like Francie said, we breathe the same air. You know, we breathe the same air as John Lewis. We, yes, we're not breathing. Yes. You know, and you know, we. But and again, what is important to me is being part of the history of now and learning from the history of old. Maybe not over analyzing what, fine, you want to be the party of Lincoln? Well, right now, we have someone that we just lost, John Lewis, who I'm proud to say, we're the party of John Lewis. And uh, before we get to his uh, speech from 1963, Joe, um, what do you got mm-hmm. before we run to the break? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I think uh, it was all well said already. So. All right. Very good. So, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break. We have the full seven-minute, 27-second speech from John Lewis, March on Washington, uh, August 28th, uh, 1963, coming up right after, uh, let's see. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. I have the pleasure to present to this great audience young John Lewis, National Chairman, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Brother John Lewis. today for jobs and freedom, but we have nothing to be proud of, for hundreds and thousands of our brothers are not here, for they're receiving starvation wages or no wages at all. While we stand here, there are sharecroppers in the Delta of Mississippi who are in the field working for less than $3 a day, 12 hours a day. While we stand here, there are students in jail on trumped-up charges. Our brother James Farmer, along with many others, is also in jail. We come here today with a great sense of misgiving. It is true that we support the administration's civil rights bill. We support it with great reservation, however. Unless, unless Tile 3 is put in this bill, there's nothing to protect the young children and old women who must face police jobs and fire hoses in the South while they engage in peaceful demonstrations. 
in its present form, this bill will not protect the citizen of Danville, Virginia, who must live in constant fear of a police state. It will not protect the hundreds and thousands of people who have been arrested upon Trump charges. What about the three young men, Snickfield's secretary in America's Georgia, who faced the death penalty for engaging in peaceful protests? As it stands now, the voting section of this bill will not help the thousands of black people who want to vote. It will not help the citizens of Mississippi, of Alabama, and Georgia who are qualified to vote for lack of sixth grade education. One man, one vote is the African crowd. It is our tool. It must be ours. We must have legislation that will protect the Mississippi sharecropper, who is put off of his form because he died and registered to vote. We need a bill that will provide for the homeless and starving people of this nation. We need a bill that will ensure the equality of a maid who earns $5 a week in the home of a family whose income is $100,000 a year. We must have a good FEPC bill. My friends, let us not forget that we are involved in a serious social revolution. But by and large, American politics is dominated by politicians who build their career on immoral compromising and align themselves with open form of political, economic, and social exploitation. There are exceptions, of course. We salute those. But what political leader can stand up and say, my party is the party of principles? For the party of Kennedy is also the party of Islam. The party of Javis is also the party of Goldwater. Where is our party? Where is the political party that will make it unnecessary to march on Washington? Where is the political party that will make it unnecessary to march in the streets of Birmingham? Where is the political party that will protect the citizen of Albany, Georgia? Do you know that in Albany, Georgia, nine of our leaders have been indicted, not by the Dixocrats, but by the Frederick government for a peaceful protest. But what did the Frederick government do when Albany Deputy Sheriff beat Attorney C.B. King and left him half dead? What did the Frederick government do when local police official kicked and assaulted the pregnant wife of Slater King and she lost her baby? Those who have said be patient and wait, we must say that we cannot be patient. We do not want our freedom gradually, but we want to be free now. We are tired. We are tired of being beaten by policemen. We are tired of seeing our people locked up in jail over and over again. And then you holler, be patient. How long can we be patient? We want our freedom and we want it now. We do not want to go to jail. But we will go to jail if this, this is the price we must pay for love brotherhood and true peace. I appeal to all of you to get in this great revolution that is sweeping this nation. Get in and stay in the streets of every city 
every village and hamlet of this nation until true freedom comes, until the revolution of 1776 is complete. We must get in this revolution and complete the revolution. For in the Delta of Mississippi, in Southwest Georgia, in the Black Belt of Alabama, in Harlem, in Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and all over this nation, the black masses are on the march for jobs and freedom. talking about slow down and stop. We will not stop. All of the forces of Eastland, Barnett, Wallace, and Thurman will not stop this revolution. If we do not get meaningful legislation out of this Congress, the time will come when we will not confine our march into Washington. We will march through the South, through the streets of Jackson, through the streets of Danville, through the streets of Cambridge, through the streets of Birmingham. But we will march with the spirit of love and with the spirit of dignity that we have shown here today. By the forces of our demand, our determination, and our numbers, we shall splinter the segregated South into a thousand pieces and put them together in the image of God and democracy. We must say, wake up America, wake up, for we cannot stop and we will not and cannot be patient. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me, look at that. Radioforhumans.com This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great, Scott. What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh, my God. They've killed Kenny. You bastard. What a worth. It's showtime. Haven't killed me yet. Uh, and I'm probably not in much danger of it. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show. Powerful stuff. Powerful, powerful stuff from John Lewis there. Uh, of course, joining me as always on the program, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I am here. All right. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hello. Welcome back. I am here as well. And, um, and yeah, you know, it's it's... I know it might not be the greatest thing in the world to have something so sobering over or you know the passing of of someone so great and res- admired and respected but it's just you know it, it, it's in these times we need to remind ourselves again you know do you want to be the party of trump do you want to be the party of john lewis do you want to be the party of ted cruz or the party of louis gomert or the party of elijah cummings you know yeah the party of Barack Obama and Joe Biden or the party of Mike Pence and Dick Cheney? You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, what have... Uh, I, I just... Pick anybody serving right now uh, in the Senate, the House or Senate, or within the administration, 
anyone unless they were like a military individual and they you know they they, they were you know they have to serve at the pleasure of the president whatever you know but pick the people that are in trump's gop right now or even 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 you know the last few administrations who on the side of the gop if 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 you could put yourself in their shoes i mean what do they do the party of reagan that's like the best they can do and he was a racist and he was he was horrible i ran contra you know all that uh, you know, oh, they oh, got the, the tear you, down this wall soundbite. The Cadillac welfare mom. Oh, yeah, the wel- welfare queen thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so so it's like, you know, who 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 living today or has recently passed the party of Jeff Sessions? I mean, what, what, if, you, if you were to put yourselves in the shoes and say you can't say party of Lincoln or party of Reagan, who are you the party of? I don't know who I would pick. Well, they're not the party of DACA kids. No. So, I mean... And at this point, you can say DACA adults. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know, Kat, Kat brings up a, a good point, too, about, you know, people that have, you know, said to her, you know, LGBTQ equality, you know, should come gradually. I'm one of those people who said, when I was... When, when I first realized what this issue was, when I was like... 16. I called a radio show when I was 16 saying, why can't people marry the people they, someone they love? You know, what's wrong with that? That's not hurting me. You know, I was at least wise enough to once I, you know, saw my surroundings, you know, I've believed that from, from the get go. And, uh, you know, this, this is not something that, you know, so, so for anybody to say to anyone, to any, any group of individuals who, who don't have, you know, straight white male privilege or straight white female privilege, um, for anybody to say, just, just calm down, just wait, just wait. No. 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 Well, you know what? That's not how it works. I want to I wanna just go back to pre-World War II. Okay. When Woodrow, maybe it was World War One. Um, when Woodrow Wilson told, said the very same thing to women. Just wait. We got to get through this war. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, Wilson, he was a Democrat. Oh, he was awful too. He was he was a yeah. he, he was awful. I mean, now we acknowledge that he is, <clears throat> or he was a, a segregationist, and he was sexist and yeah. all that stuff. Take his but, name uh, off of schools too, please. Well, Princeton finally did. Yeah. Well, there's but a lot I, of uh, schools named point, after him. Mm-hmm. To Cat's point, and I agree with this completely, it just seems like every damn time, you know, women, white, and, and suffragettes, white women. There were black suffragettes who were not acknowledged. I will yes. say that point blank out there. But suffragettes... They were told, go to the back of the line. Wait, we have another national emergency. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's always in the name of national emergency. Just t- can you can you just wait a little bit? Just wait. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Yeah, it wasn't time, in the... Uh, well, time, the yeah. Yeah, well, I'll point out at one point that... that you know where it wasn't a matter of a national national emergency is you know during the the lead up to Bush getting elected you know pre nine eleven you know the the hatred and vitriol towards marriage equality 
And, you know, I mean, that was awful. You know, that was absolutely awful. And I understand, you know, Obama, you know, evolved on the issue. That's a that's a, a bitter point for a lot of individuals. And I, I understand. Yeah. Um, well, I can I can only empathize, you know, but, you know. But, it, you well, know, let's give credit. Let's give credit to Joe Biden for accidentally having a hot mic moment. Yeah. But, you know, the the but, you know, so so there have been times where there has not been a national emergency. And, and you know, and, and that was, uh, you know, again, um, 99, 2000, you know, the, the vitriol and, and, you know, and then Clinton with don't ask, don't tell and stuff. And he was he wouldn't make a move for equality but yeah, don't ask don't tell at the time was was counted as you know a big progress among yeah. white straight people yeah exactly so uh but anyway but i want to get back to to john lewis because uh it, you know uh he uh had a uh pretty fiery uh testimony in 2017 against uh known racist elf jeff sessions and i'm not going to goof around and do little jeff or anything but um uh the, his uh he had some very powerful testimony relating his own experience um uh, in, in the i have three parts here and I, I believe we'll be able to play them all they're all about a minute minute and a half uh but this is uh this is part one his testimony um against jeff sessions being nominated attorney general in 2017 link from Man, was it January 2017? Um, I can't recall. I was born in rural Alabama, not very far from where Senator Session was raised. There was no way to escape or deny the chokehold of discrimination and racial hate that surrounded us. I saw the signs that said white waiting, colored waiting. I saw the signs that said white men, colored men, white women, colored women. I tasted the beauty fruits, the bitter fruits of segregation and racial discrimination. Segregation was the law of the land that ordered our society in the deep south. Any black person who did not cross the street when a white person was walking down the same sidewalk, who did not move to the back of the bus, who drank from a white water fountain, who looked a white person directly in the eyes, could be arrested and taken to jail. The forces of law and order in Alabama were so strong that to take a stand against this injustice, we had to be willing to sacrifice our lives for our cause. Often, law and the order. only way we could demonstrate that a law on the books violated a higher law was by challenging that law, by putting our bodies on the line and showing the world the unholy price we had to pay for dignity and respect. Note to any Trump cultists out there, he mentioned law and order in that um, uh, first clip there, uh, and he did not say it as a positive thing. He was saying that as law and order was used as a justification to quash peaceful protests. Which is still happening and being promoted Today. by the, the current racist in the White House. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Joe, uh, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, just going back to incremental. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it was brought up during the uh, 
debate over health care, but it was a theme of Martin Luther King's movement. And, um, and I, I think it should be a theme of every movement where people's rights are on the line. We may get incremental change, but we can't accept incremental change. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that was John Lewis's um, message here is that and Martin Luther King's is that we can't accept that we have to get in the way uh, yeah whether it's LGBTQ rights whether it's black rights Hispanic rights whether it's health care there are certain things we can't accept yeah incremental and that's when you start to make what good trouble good trouble good trouble yeah so, um, yeah, that, I mean, that is, that is really the thing incremental, like to be, to be blatantly honest, um, white America and I am a part of white America. Uh, they're asking people who are technically not the majority, you know, LGBTQ people, uh, black people brown people everybody who's not a white straight I guess it's it's cis Christian Uh, uh, yes yes they're being asked to accept incremental change and going back to Black Lives Matter that's no that's why we have these protests yeah and, and, you know, and one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest problems I'm seeing right now is that I, I want to get back to John Lewis, but one of the biggest problems that I see right now is now we have a federal government that is pushing back on all of it, all of it. Yeah. You're right. Sorry, I was taking, I was taking a drink. Um, violently. Yeah, exactly. I mean. The um, yeah, let's let's uh, you know use a bunch of tear cat tear gas because we think somebody might have a can of spray paint, right? Yeah. You know, um, uh, I mean, this is uh, the message. In, the message in Portland right now is anybody who's seeking equal rights, watch out because we're going to come after you. It's yeah. not. It's not the Portland courthouse. It's the people. It's the people. The way I see it, the people across the country. We're seeking equal rights. The federal government right now is saying we're going to come after you, and we're going to use cities as an yeah, excuse. This is Trump's racist tactic to go after uh, cities that are run by Democrats uh, in the lead up to the election to push his racist law and order agenda. Which is in law and order I, doesn't mean law and order. It means no. It means. It means it, it means a police state is what it means. Yeah. It means yeah, exactly what everybody fear mongered about Obama doing. Everybody lied, and everybody screeched everything you know about the Affordable Care Act, whatever else, states' rights. You know, coming to take our guns. Never took your guns. Never violated state sovereignty in this kind of fashion. Um, there are debates to be made about what you know he did with one policy or another or what happened with 
you know, the Bureau of Land Management and, you know, Mulhair, if I'm saying, I think it's Mulhair, you know, with the Bundys, all those assholes. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are arguments to be made, you know, whatever, but not... Yeah. Not here. The, the, this is this is a pure political tactic to ramp up, uh, you know, to, to get Garner more support from his base. You know, I saw people on, you know, I've seen people on Facebook say, I don't care, lock up the anarchists. And it's like, what did they do? So you, you're saying if, if uh, uh, anarchist, if you, if you are an anarchist, that is your First Amendment right to be one and espouse the views of anarchy. When when you break a law that's already on the books, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're an anarchist or if you're a fascist or if you're just a, a leftist, a rightist, whatever, you know. We're not locking up fascists. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, exactly. And and tell me, tell me, okay, so so they're upset about you know federal property, but they're not upset about oh you know Trump encouraged people to go storm capitals. Uh, armed to the teeth and intimidate people and spit in their faces and yell at them and scream at them uh, a couple months ago. Happened in Columbus. Happened in um, uh, Michigan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Michigan or Wisconsin at the state capitol. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and, and you know, it's happening everywhere. And Trump was out there saying, you know, liberate, you know, the, Michigan, liberate Georgia, or Virginia, you know, um, and and this is and this is all part of the same tactic. What he's doing right here, and it's it's pitiful, it's disgusting, it's ugly, it's stupid, it's irresponsible. And people of good faith and people of uh, just with half a brain will understand what he's trying to do. And it's ugly and dumb, and it's going to backfire. So, uh, but I'm so happy that John Lewis said in this testimony, and I didn't even realize that until I played played it here. I, I kind of reviewed it to make sure the audio was good. But he said, you know, he mentioned law and order as a negative during the Civil Rights Movement. Because law and order doesn't mean law and order. It's a slogan. It's jingoism. And Joe, you know that well from, you know, uh, we, we mentioned that too. Who was the guy who uh, used to bandy about the law and order ca uh, catchphrase, Joe? Oh, <laughs> Tricky Dicky. Oh, well, there was another guy. Wasn't there a super racist, like, mayor or sheriff or something that, that used to throw it around? Oh, to? what's his name down in Arizona? The sheriff. Like, no, no, I'm, talk I'm talking about the, I'm talking about in the 60s. Oh, Bull Connor! Bull, Bull Connor, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bull Connor. Well, Bull Connor, you know, he cracked John Skull, uh, John Lewis's skull open. Yeah, Law and Order is 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 is, is part of the uh, Southern strategy. Yeah, uh, that was developed by the Republican Party. It was a catchphrase for. Uh, those black people on the streets wanting their rights yeah. and we, we can't have this yeah. uh, you know expanded into war protests obviously it was also a really you know, good TV what happened, show. what happened yeah what happened in <laughs> Kent State you know is, mm -hmm. is a perfect example of what might happen if this continues in our city streets yeah um, 
you know, I, when you I send agree. armed people in, in, into peaceful protests, can state happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what exactly. happens. Uh, so but what's interesting uh, is that Kent State, it was white kids. Yeah. Well, so I said it expanded. The same it expanded into, it yeah. expan- I said it expanded in the sixties no, no, into, into war protests, but but war protests and 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 civil rights protests sort of uh, merged in the sixties. Yeah. It's oh. it, it became part of a whole culture cultural uh, revolution. I'm but, not uh, negating, I'm it, not negating no. it at all, Joe. What I'm saying is that suddenly America paid attention. Well, and Clinster points out Wallace ran on Law and Order on a platform in '68. Oh, sure. So yeah, uh, he was a racist mother. Let's get uh, let's get to uh, John Lewis's testimony on uh, uh, how uh, uh, what's his name uh, Jeff Sessions was unfit to be Attorney General. It took massive, well organized, nonviolent dissent for the Voting Rights Act to become law. It required criticism of this great nation and its laws to move toward a greater sense of equality in America. We had to sit in. We had to stand in. We had to march. And that's why more than 50 years ago, a group of unarmed citizens, black and white, gathered on March 7, 1965, in order a peaceful, nonviolent fashion to walk from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama, to dramatize to the nation and to the world that we wanted to register to vote, wanted to become participants in the democratic process. We were beaten, tear gas, left bloody. Some of us unconscious. Some of us had concussions. Some of us almost died on that bridge. But the Congress responded. President Lyndon Johnson responded. And the Congress passed the Voting Rights Act. And it was signed into law on August 6, 1965. Yeah. So... Um, when he says some of us, take note, he doesn't mention himself because right. he was all of those things. You're right. You're right. Um, and uh, for the sake of time, the last clip is a minute long. So let's go ahead and just play that. We'll come a distance. We made progress, but we're not there yet. There are forces that want to take us back to another place. We don't want to go back. We want to go forward. As the late A. Phil Randolph who was the dean of the March on Washington in 1963, often said, maybe our forefathers and our foremothers all came to this great land in different ships. Where we're all in the same boat now. It doesn't matter how Senator Session may smile, how friendly he may be, how he may speak to you, but we need someone who's going to stand up, speak up, and speak out for the people that need help. For people being discriminated against. And it doesn't matter whether they're black or white, Latino, Asian American, or Native American. Whether they're straight or gay, Muslim, Christian, or Jews. We all live in the same house, the American house. We need someone as attorney general who's going to look out for all of us. And not just for some of us. Amen. Yeah, definitely amen to that. So. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sessions was a piss-poor choice. Barr is even worse, uh, which that that's quite a feat. <laughs> I mean, 
and yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, sessions, session, sessions. Never, he should never be allowed to have public office again. Um, Barr no. needs to go to jail. He does. He absolutely does. Uh, as well as, as many people in the Trump administration, but sadly, um, we know that that's probably never going to happen. Um, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, Sessions was a terrible choice. He was a fucking re- okay. There's a nickel. <laughs> Plink. <laughs> he was a he was a flat out and out racist. Yes. Barr is a flat out and out fascist. Yeah. And John Lewis is too good a man to actually come out and say that <clears throat> for both of them. For both of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should just go with, uh, say, uh, they're the party of George Wallace now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that. George Wallace was awful. Yeah, so... Uh, although he, pro- what he was probably a Democrat, though, right? Does it matter? No. Because um, you know what, Ken, I'm going to say this real quick. Yeah. This is a side note to what we're talking about tonight. When we find out what goes on with Jerlene Jer- Maxwell, I don't care who gets taken down. Yeah. If if you were a part of what she and Jeffrey Epstein did, I don't care. Yeah, the party of Gilsane Maxwell. There we go. The party of Epstein. Yeah the, same, yeah, the same way I feel like, you know, Wilson was a Democrat. I don't care. You were awful. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, that's something, uh, just to make a quick note on, uh, that that was mentioned uh, on t- Tuesday's show. Uh, Trump said that in a presser while we were on the air, that he wished oh. her well. And we we mentioned it here first, uh, you know, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, did you find that or was that something you found ran before you left? I can't remember. I think I don't don't remember. So I think I think it was something you found. uh, Do you remember discussing it with us on Tuesday, Rain, or was that after you left? I think it was after. Okay, so Joe found that and talked about it. And that shit is everywhere now. And uh, I wish her well. I, wish her well. I mean the 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 heinous nature again. And what I said on on air was simple answer to that. I hope justice is served. Next question. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. But he it's can't. He can't because he loves her. He liked her. Why? Because he, he she's like her. He had a definite relationship with her. Yeah, yeah. And he had a friendship. Why did he like her? Because she was a predator, and so was he. And yeah. she still is, and she still is. They are both predators. So anyway, uh, we're gonna go to the break. Get Bobber on. No, continue. he wasn't a predator. John Lewis. Exactly. Uh, but uh, you know he was uh, uh, more had more patriotism in a hangnail than you can find anywhere in the West Wing. Um, yeah. So, or you know the whole of the party of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, run to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Bobber on, and we'll continue our discussion and tribute to. Uh, 
John Lewis, and we'll hear from him on why he thought Trump should have been impeached. And guess what? Thank you for helping get Trump impeached, John Lewis. Rest in peace. I bring you a message, a message few of you will be able to believe, a message of great importance, a message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. But be not afraid, my friends. I also bring you the means with which to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Remember that. Bring your friends here. Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Radioforhumans.com Robot. 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 Robot! And now, on with the show. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Radio for Humans Worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program... One and only Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Carmel Show, and I hear the clown car might have uh, some thoughts on... Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Is that right, Joe? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I have a test oh, okay. of my own. Um, That's thoughtful I'll of give you. you a little, I'll give you a little preview. Okay, okay. Of the... Uh, the test if i can oh, i can't i will later okay all right a little <laughs> bit later um i a you know uh, i know another sentence on the the test he was asked to memorize was uh, bing bing oh. bong and that yeah uh, uh yeah uh-huh. and of course uh, rain from four freedoms blog washington dc the beltway bureau of the bubble of the swamp welcome back turtle ted cruz Joni Ernst, VCR, Betamax, um, Betamax. <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There you go. Yes. I, I think the actual <laughs> sentence was uh, was uh, turtle, blobfish, uh, hog castrator, VHS, Betamax. You know what blows me away <laughs> is that he literally said that. He he repeated that like five times in that interview. It was three. It was three. Um, but okay. he in those weren't even the questions on the test. <laughs> it was like no. it, it was like Sorry, I exaggerate. Sure, it was like you church, know why? Church Daisy Red. Test. Um, hmm? he didn't he didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he made it up. <laughs> the memory and what is you know, the memory test? He didn't remember. How hard is it to remember person, woman, man? camera tv well, 
because he's standing there and he's just observing his surroundings and he's like you're a person a woman is a person a man is a person though i see a camera and i'll be on tv that's exactly where he got that stream of consciousness it, it's it's not even a deep thinking like like rain did you wait. know uh, disassociated wait, 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 wait 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 was he just looking at things and saying he loves them uh, i think he I might them. have been uh <laughs> I think uh, you you uh, you could be right uh, on that one, Joe. And uh, I love carpet. Well, he does. I love desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. The Brick Tamlin Presidency, everyone. <laughs> and welcome back, welcome back, of course. Bobber for Freedom's blog of the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble of Swamp. Der Braumeister! Hello, boss. Happy Friday. That's like, that That cognitive test would be like Bobber saying, uh, you know, beer, mug, tap, keg, brew. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to say that, and then I, then I, and that I order. forgot. I, I was going to say that, and I forgot. <laughs> so, too much well, of number one. <laughs> here's my little test, uh, Bobber. Maybe you should take it. Oh, I don't he, know if he's going to share it in the. I, I don't think I don't know if you could pass. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what is that? Fauci pizza, Big Mac. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually uh, uh, Corona. Oh, Corona virus. Okay. Oh, it looked like a. Pe- it's kind of small on my screen. Sorry. Um, I've got my the window minimized. Uh, pizza or coronavirus? I don't know, but apparently I made food. What 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 food did I make that looked like coronavirus? Oh, Susan's birthday cake. Oh yes. Yeah. It, it, it did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, so Bobber, how's your uh, how's your week been? Um, it's been pretty good. We since we got our pool, I mean everything's everything's groovy. Everything's man. cool we, in the pool. We just hang out in the pool and sip on drinks. All right, so we're, I just, we're, we're very you know we, we're like on the high end in our trailer park. All right, I just got <laughs> one question. One question. Has anybody peed in the pool? No. No, but I, I took a, a big dump. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I sharded in the pool. Is that a baby Ruth? <laughs> <laughs> How many drinks have you been giving me, Bob? Um, what? Uh, that she didn't notice. You wondered why the water turned green. <laughs> <laughs> oh God oh Almighty! That's you might want to you might want to go to a gastro uh, intestinal. You thought that was uh, you thought that was algae, but you know in actuality, I thought it was a cicada. <laughs> uh, that I okay. So cicada, turd, pool, water, dogs, <laughs> Sm- shark, shark. You don't smell sharks. We in, actually in the bubbles got... until the bubble comes to the top. No, oh, the cream rises <laughs> to the top. So <laughs> yeah. oh, we no. actually got, we actually got the foam up. rises to the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Hey guys, hello. All right. Late we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be playing. Yeah, go ahead. Like we're talking about John Lewis, and suddenly I come on oh. and we're talking about poop, and he yeah. ruined it. <laughs> we actually got a um, filter. 
for the for the pool because Bob has a water filter for his beer brewing. Okay. Took that whole entire mechanism and put it in the pool. So our blow up adult pool now is filtered. So, so does that keep the water circulating so skeeters can't get in it or something, or what does it do? Hopefully, it's going to keep it from turning green. Oh, I see. I see. Or, or it, it, it should filter out the cloudy stuff. Yeah, we've also improved it a little. <laughs> what about the chunky stuff? <laughs> We've got a net for that. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, yeah. You have All to right. shack a pool, don't you? That's what the bleach is for. No, you just go up to him and tell him his mother died. Okay. No. Is that it? I. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's move you on. Where did you find the pool? the pool? Where did you find the pool? I want to get one now. Uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. Send me the link. Um, uh, send me the, the, the... Go to your order history and send me the link. Um, I will. I so, did send it. Oh, okay. But I'll send it. Yeah, do it again. Just do send me a PM so it doesn't get buried in the shovel. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so Bobber, we, we got through a lot of the John Lewis audio, but I definitely wanted to save some for you, and uh, I know you were listening, so um, uh, I... I have a couple more clips um and uh let's let's do a short one first let's do a nice positive one this is him um from i want to say 2017 maybe earlier i don't know but this is him accepting the national book award and i believe this was for i think was this for his, the comic book that he did i think I don't so remember. so so, uh, so here, this is just, uh, just another, you know, you know, again, that makes me proud to be, you know, part of the party of John Lewis, um, you know, accepting a national book award. This is unreal. This is unbelievable. Some of you know, I grew up in rural Alabama forever. And I remember in 1956 when I was 16 years old, with some of my brothers and sisters and cousins going down to the public library trying to get library cards and we were told that the libraries were whites only and not for colors and to come here and receive this award this honor for this it's too much Thank no you. it might be too Amen. much emotionally but Amen. it's again something yeah don't settle for incremental change everybody can you imagine uh, Joe, Bob, and Ken being told you can't go and get a library card because you're a white boy. I can't. It's unfathomable to me. Yeah, it's, it's for for us, you know, privileged whites. It's it's completely alien to to our life experience. You know, it's the sort of thing that just you know it, it seems like that that must happen only in fiction. But yeah, and, and I say that because I grew up as a white, a white girl, a white woman. I didn't have to experience that, but I know again going back to suffragettes, mm -hmm. we weren't allowed that that um, luxury. Yeah, and so when I hear John Lewis choking up there uh, for myself, for myself, and I mean this sincerely. Mm -hmm. Um. And the reason why I asked you guys this is just take yourselves back. Take yourselves back and ask you, ask yourselves, 
can you begin to identify with his experience? Not at all. Not at all. And that is, uh, and when I when I put myself in in that, you know, it, it, it's it's horrific. It's horrific to think that something so simple that I've taken for granted my entire life going to a library. You were allowed to, so don't feel bad about that. I, uh, no, I, I don't feel. But I don't want to feel bad. It's 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 horrific to me to hear someone say. I couldn't do this this you know what 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 I thought was just something that was just everybody's right was actually a luxury for me. Yeah, something you can that you would normally consider so mundane. Yeah. yeah. And to think that why? Oh, well, I I think I probably know why because racists wanted to deny education, they wanted to deny voting, they wanted to deny um, you know, they, they want to maintain their privilege and make sure that they don't have to share things, Joe. You know, that's exactly what they want to do. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. That's why it was something like sitting at the counter of a, a lunch lunch room. Yeah. yeah. It was a big deal. Or sitting in any seat you want on a bus. Drinking fountains, restrooms. Things you don't even, things you don't even think about. Can't Things make I have a, never can't make eye contact like John Lewis said, you know, and, and so many others before him. Uh, and, 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 you eye know, contact like Emmett Till. Yeah, you can't make eye eye contact. Eye contact. You can't flash a smile and look somebody in the eye. I've done that forever. You know, um, so yeah, so that that to me was you know that that was just stunning. Uh, I, I'd forgotten about that clip, and it was. Um, just 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and so powerful, so beautiful, really and so powerful. Clip. I'm glad you got it. I really Yeah, this is, uh, I, was, I, surpri- I was surprised at some of the stuff that I had from John Lewis that I had forgotten about. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to hear John mm-hmm. Lewis actually choke up. And this was at a comic con. Um, no, I, I think no. This is he got. Uh, yeah, at National National Book Award, but yeah, I believe it was for the comic book. Uh, I, I I believe uh, so. It's, it's kind of rare to hear John Lewis actually choke up, and yeah. I've watched a lot of his clips. Yeah, he's a firebrand, and you know. And why don't you guys tell uh, me and Joe a little bit? Uh, the, you actually had a, a bit of a photo op with uh, John Lewis uh, <laughs> in recent history. You yeah. can go, go, Bob. So yeah, we were. Um, I, I think we had just moved up here, and because uh, it was, um, I think it was early 2010. 2009, uh, 2010. The ACA. Yeah. So the ACA was being, you know pushed back and forth between the houses of Congress. Mm-hmm. And this was like the last day. This was the day that they were trying to get it through. And we, you know, we along with a bunch of other people, were down there um, by the Capitol building, you know, rallying, showing support for it. And then there's another group else, you know, across the way that was protesting against it. Mm-hmm. Um, Teabaggers. Yeah. And so this, you know, it, it went on through the day, dragged on. So finally at night, I don't remember what time of n- night it was. It was evening, not not like late, 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 late. 
but it was kind of late in the evening they, that it finally made it through both houses of Congress, and, and of course, President Obama was going to sign it. So we knew that it was going to be enacted, and it was big celebration. And so all of the um, Democratic senators and House reps came walking out, and they, it was sort of like almost like a parade. <laughs> but they were all yeah. kind of walking through, uh, you know, instead of taking like, like normally they'd probably take the tunnel, you know, that yeah. goes underneath to, to get to the to get to yeah. the office building. And um, they all came walking through, and then we saw John Lewis. And you know, when we lived in Atlanta, he was our our house rep. Yeah. So I, you know, and everyone was 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 wanting to talk to John Lewis. And so why we, wouldn't you? We managed of course. to we managed to get a few words in and thanked him for for being our our rep when we were in Atlanta, and um, shook his hand. And then we realized we didn't have to take a picture, so we handed a, one of our phones to somebody and, and kind of just got behind him. They took a picture. <laughs> So we photobombed him. Um, but That's it was, pretty that awesome. was really very, very cool. That's it pretty was. Awesome. It was really cool. Oh, my God. And and John Lewis at the time, um, understandably, he had a lot a lot more security mm-hmm. people than, than the many other members of Congress. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, the, the right wing hates him. Yeah. Yeah, this is around the time when um, there was that whole thing where there people spit on him. And others. Do, do, yeah, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. He, he, absolutely. Right around that very time. So it was a, he had a lot of security. But they kind of let us in and let us shake his hand and say thank you. And, oh, I got, oh we got to hug him. We got That's to incredible. hug him. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. But yeah. That's why Bob's Bob's pictures. We literally photobombed him because we forgot to get a picture. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's great. That's great. Um, and uh, you know, and Joe, you know how special that is to you know be around. Uh, you know, because you work for McGovern, correct? Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, but you know how special that is to to be around somebody that you admire and and you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I've met uh, all the three Kennedy brothers. I, I've met Sergeant Shriver. Came to our headquarters to give us a pep talk. Uh, he was Sergeant Shriver was running for vice president with McGovern. Uh, yeah, and and it's these are giants that in my life, in my life, yeah. um, that I'll I'll never forget, mm-hmm. and things that never could be replicated you know uh robert kennedy J- martin luther king you know malcolm x um i i don't like i said in my life um uh, and I, I i haven't seen anything uh like that uh recently yeah um you know these these people were trailblazers they were the first to do these things uh John Kennedy, the first president born in in the twentieth century. Yeah. Um, all milestones and all um, special to me. Mm-hmm. And meeting them was <laughs> like meeting anybody. You know, um, they were just people. Yeah. But yeah, trying that- to do, trying to do, use their platform. Uh, 
and there's a lot you could say about the Kennedys, for example, about their mm-hmm. their their privilege and and their wealth and everything. But I give anybody credit who didn't have to, who were privileged, but stepped out and did the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike what we're seeing today, um, you know, hmm? people that wouldn't even wear a fucking mask. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too much for him to wear a mask. Goddamn mask. Taking away my freedom. Uh, Sorry. What's interesting, and Joe, you probably have heard this story, is that um, uh, John John F. Kennedy was really concerned about John Lewis's speech, and I I can't remember who it was in his administration, but they were ready to like drown him out if he went too far because they thought his speech was going to be really radical did you hear this story yeah yeah they were going to play loud music from the white house to try to drown out the the speech and and Uh, i the only reason why i mentioned that is not to disparage disparage um kennedy but to to put the point forward that while we think that um John Lewis was a you know one of those good warriors and just a good person, and he was, um, and it, it, it just serves to me as a reminder that he was considered a radical. Yes. Even in the midst of decent democratic circles. Yeah. You know there there was another there was another clip that I wanted to get for the show, but it, unfortunately it had a lot of different. Uh, not unfortunately. But for, for the purposes of paying tribute to John Lewis, there was a video of them actually doing the workshops and role-playing for the nonviolent protests. Uh, they, oh, they had, a lot. Right, yeah, I've, I've and, seen those. And, and, you know, they, basically they sit there and, you know, the role-playing that they're at a lunch counter, people flick cigarette ashes on their head, call yep. them the N-word, push them, get in their face, spit on them. And, uh, I mean... I, again, one of those things I can't even imagine for the the simplest things that I take for granted. You know, are actual were actually luxuries for for uh, for people of color, and and it is so it is so heartbreaking uh, to think that any human beings would ever have to suffer through something like that. I'm not sure if the Student Nonviolence Coordinating Committee is still in existence. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I am pretty sure that that kind of training is now in effect when it comes to Black Lives Matter. I hmm. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, um, I want to I want to play this last clip uh, because I kind of set it up before we uh, started this segment. But this is uh, uh, I want to and. and I'm just going to play this. I don't think it requires any kind of commentary, but I'm going to play this, and then we're going to go straight into the Green News Report. It's uh, And thank you, Representative John Lewis, the late, great John Lewis, Democrat from Georgia, for helping us get Trump impeached. Yeah, he hasn't been removed from office, and that's on the party of Gohmert. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, here we go. Uh, John Lewis... Uh, in insisting and laying out a perfect case for why Trump deserved to be impeached and then we're going to go straight into the Green News Report. Today I come with a heavy heart 
deeply concerned about the future of our democracy. And I'm not alone. People approach me everywhere I go, whether I'm traveling back and forth to Atlanta or around our country. They believe, they truly believe that our nation is descending into darkness. They never dreamed that the United States, once seen as a beacon of hope and as an inspiration to people striving for equality and justice, will be failing into such disgrace. I share that concern for the future of our country. It keeps me up at night. We took an oath to protect this nation against all domestic enemies and foreign enemies. Sometimes I'm afraid to go to sleep for fear that I will wake up and our democracy will be gone, will be gone and never return. Every term, this administration demonstrates complete disdain and disregard for ethics, for the law, and for the Constitution. They have lied on the oath. They refuse to account for their action and appear before legislative body who have the constitutional right to inquire about their activities. The people have a right to inquire. They have a right to know. The people have a right to know whether they can put their faith and trust in the outcome of our election. They have a right to know whether the cornerstone of our democracy was undermined by people sitting in the White House today. They have a right to know whether a foreign power were asked to intervene in the 2020 election. They have a right to know whether the president is using his office to line his pockets. Mr. Speaker, the people of this nation realize that if they had committed even half of the possible violation, the federal government would be swift to seek justice. We cannot delay. We must not wait. Now is the time to act. I have been patient while we tried every other path and used every other tool. We will never find the truth unless we use the power given to the House of Representatives and the House alone to begin an official investigation as dictated by the Constitution. The future of our democracy is at stake. There come a time when you have to be moved by the spirit of history to take action to protect and preserve the integrity of our nation. I believe, I truly believe, the time to begin impeachment proceedings against this president has come. To delay or to do otherwise would betray the foundation of our democracy. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I got, no, I got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. It's Thursday, July 23, 2020. We're here today to announce the arrest of Larry Householder, the Speaker of the House of the State of Ohio. Powerful Republican arrested on bribery charges in corrupt utility company conspiracy. 
Gonzalo breaks new record in already historic 2020 hurricane season. Global methane emissions hit record high. Plus, my cow ain't farting. Must be me. Burger King cuts the methane. Thank you, Your Highness. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Burger King's latest sustainability effort is to reduce cow farts. Here's a free tip. You want to make sure the cows fart less? Don't feed them Burger King. Also, that will be cannibalism. Unless you're going to feed them the actual king. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, huge story out of the Buckeye State this week concerning energy, utility companies, Republicans, and corruption. Indeed, stunning levels of corruption were exposed in the electric utility industry this week, and not only by Republicans. What? In Illinois, Commonwealth Edison, a subsidiary of U.S. energy giant Exelon, agreed to pay a $200 million fine in a deferred prosecution deal to settle charges in a long-running bribery scheme in which the utility admits to giving financial benefits fits to people close to a high-ranking state official in exchange for special preferential treatment in the state legislature. That official is widely assumed to be longtime Illinois Democratic House Speaker Michael Madigan, who has not been charged. Oops. But the really big utility bribery scandal this week was in Ohio, with the arrest of Ohio's Republican House Speaker Larry Householder. And four other defendants for racketeering in relation to what is likely the largest bribery, money laundering scheme ever perpetrated against the people of the state of Ohio. That was U.S. Attorney for Ohio David DeVillers, who announced Speaker Householder was charged with running a years-long $60 million bribery and money laundering scheme to pass a $1.5 billion law last year that forced consumers to bail out monopoly utility First Energy's unprofitable nuclear and coal plants, while also gutting the state's renewable energy industry, all in exchange for $61 million in dark money that Householder used to profit himself and elect Republican candidates to the Ohio State Legislature in 2018. So a huge scandal. Ratepayers were forced to pay more money, all to bail out some coal plants and a couple of nuclear plants, and yes, line the pockets of these Republicans. It was an extraordinary scheme. Finally, they broke it up, and I think there are going to be more arrests still to come. Yep, the sordid tale of greed, corruption, and self-dealing in Ohio combines monopoly utility power, regulatory capture, and unaccountable dark money in elections. So what else is new? In other news, another new record set in the already historic 2020 Atlantic hurricane season, newly named Gonzalo, now churning toward the Caribbean, fueled by near-record warm ocean waters, has broken the record for the earliest seventh-named tropical storm of the Atlantic hurricane. Hurricane season. While it's still too soon to know Gonzalo's trajectory, it is always a good idea for folks in hurricane-prone areas to get ready, since U.S. emergency response is now complicated by the coronavirus. And being forced into shelters during a global pandemic is not going to be a good idea. Nope. 
Global methane emissions have reached a new record high, rising 9% since the early 2000s. According to two new studies, the researchers found human activity responsible for more than half of all methane emissions, and those were primarily from agriculture, especially rice and cattle farming, but also coal mining, leaks from oil and gas drilling, and landfills. Because methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide on shorter timescales, the studies show that methane is a growing threat in the fight to slow man-made climate change. Finally, after the successful launch of its meat-free Impossible Burger, fast food giant Burger King has introduced its reduced methane whopper, claiming that adding lemongrass to cattle feed reduces up to 30 percent of climate warming methane emissions from cattle. They even rolled out a fun commercial with young viral video yodeler Mason Ramsey singing about cow farts. So to change their emissions, Burger King went on a mission Testing diets that would help reduce their farts That's a start And my neighbor in question that it's helping Cal suggestion Hadding land and grass so they can play their part but scientists testing Burger King's claim found it only reduced methane 3%, not 30%. They note other feed additives would provide even greater methane reductions. And, of course, not eating meat at all would provide the most. Yes, it would. Either way, I'm grateful to His Majesty for even trying. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Hi, everybody. This is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. All the humanity. Radioforhumans.com. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. All right, welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Radio for Humans Worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, it's Bobber for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be back. Yeah, glad to have you here. And uh, glad we could get you out of the pool for three hours, two hours. <laughs> so, uh, well, it, looks like, it looks like we're going to storm here. So, oh, yeah, It's okay. been rainy the last few well, nights. You know, my challenge to you guys is next Friday, um, you should do your first hour from the pool. Take the laptop outside and do it from the pool. So... <laughs> that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. How's the clown car uh, doing? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We'll see how the test works out Sunday. But so, clown car, Tim, Joe, Sunday. <laughs> 
yes. Clown car. I have to repeat that, right? Yes. Clown car, Tim, Joe, Sunday. There. Yes. I, I will ask you to repeat I that. I aced it. For bonus points in about 10 minutes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You get extra points. He, he gets Trump uh, extra points. Credit. If I get it so, in the same order. So Clown here, car, Tim, Joe, Sunday. So here, okay. here, here's the options for name calling tonight, Rain. Before we get into it, Rain for Freedom's oh, blog, Washington D.C. Here's what we have to do: we either give a friendly reminder to all of our listeners who the GOP is the party of, or five words that they have to remember, and they'll get bonus points for repeating later. Can you say that again? No. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so e- either that, give a cognitive test with five words, or remind everybody who the GOP is the party of. And I, I, I that one is my going to be my personal favorite. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so Rain, you you all in for uh, name calling? You ready to go? Our girl Friday. Here we go. I'm ready. We love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from ForFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right. All right. Let's get straight to the biscuits. All the biscuits. Yes, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna Biscuit. go with. Uh, ch- mm. All right, I'm gonna go with Tango first. All right. So, uh, I'm gonna skip all the hosts. So we have Credo. Oh, Credo! I'll go with Credo. Credo, it's been a long time since we've uh, yeah, heard from you. Our our friend of uh, uh, Mel Gibbs on Star. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a friendly reminder: um, is that uh, the GOP is the party of Ted Yoho. Oh, yeah. oh, we got to talk about that next Tuesday. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in the next segment if you want. Um, next up, we got Heather. All right, who's got something for Heather? I, I got five words. Okay. Um, bread, basket, milk, uh, and two other things. <laughs> I forgot the other one. Other yeah. Okay, Rick Perry. Two other- <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Oops. 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 Yeah. So, um, next up, we got uh, uh, Firefox. Those could actually those could have been your two other things, Rick Perry. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Firefox. Foxfire. Who, uh, uh, Joe? You got How something for Foxfire? Foxfire. Yeah. Um, let's oh see. God. I'm sorry. Fish. Mix. Human. Oid. humans crossed with fish stuff human yeah fish crossed humanoid stuff wacky uh yeah so uh humanoids crossed with fish and stuff uh there we go okay humanoids crossed fish and stuff 
human fish oh, hybrid. Uh, yeah, I can't find the the stinking clip, so I, I'll go with the. Right, I'll, we'll go. We'll default with the George human Edward. animal hybrids. There you go. That's three of them. <laughs> there you go. So, go. Uh, so we did have the right because Foxfire, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, we got cat. A jaded fay. Bobber, you got some. Oh no, she. Oh, she's on sleep mode. Or no, that doesn't matter. I don't. Th or doesn't matter. We have, it's cat. Oh, we're over on Chatango. I'm sorry. What's no, that? No, we're it's we're, on we're in radio. We're on yeah, Chatango. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bobber. What okay. do you got for? What do you got for cat? Uh, let's see. Um, COVID nineteen, school, Ooh. children, thoughts. Prayers. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. That's dark. <laughs> kind of brilliant. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All right, who's next? All right, Kenny, you're next. I'm next. Okay. Well, uh, Rain, Rain, you you want to take the? You, what do you oh, got? You get it. Um, pickles, beets. Uh huh. Keep going. Uh, uh lettuce. <laughs> Um, feces. Why feces? Oh, and, and penis. Penis. And, oh, dear God. That was that was six. Don't say penis in this house. I'm, I'm still semi-cognitive. That was six. Well, you know, you made up for the Rick Perry moment. Who's next? Yeah, Ken Senior. Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. Uh, this is a friendly reminder. That the GOP is the party of Mitch McConnell. Who has an amazing tan-colored suit. And a beautiful profile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you right, actually, he kind of looks the same from the sides as he does the front, really. It's just like this big like mass of wrinkles that like juts up out of a hole. You know, I saw, just a side note, I saw something, I think it was on Twitter, <laughs> when you order a suit, and then mm -hmm. it was like, when you order the suit you think you're going to get, and it was a picture of Barack Obama, the suit you actually get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah, so, really good. Very good. All right. I should have done you, Kenny, because you're the host. I was going to do you in Chitango. I was going to do you in Chitango, Kenny. Just stop. Oh, you're sounds, my sister. That's really awkward, considering you're my, you're my brother. Wrong! <laughs> so I'm skipping, I'm skipping you, Joe. We're going on to Meow. Meow. Meow goodness. Meow. All right, Joe. You got one for Meow? Let's see. Trump eats... Birder, <laughs> sharts, room cleared. Oh, or, oh! I was surprised Kofefe didn't make the list. So, it will. All right. Next up, we got President. Uh, all right. Take it away, Pres. Uh, Bobber, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Um, how about? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm, I'm just my brain just froze. Um, that's what I get for drinking cold, cold drinks. <laughs> that's what I get for drinking cold drinks. No, that's what you get for drinking alcoholic drinks. <laughs> Doesn't matter the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I tried anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, 
the that's prelude. That's tequila day. Oh. Mm. So, um, yeah, okay. So te tequila, dance, music, uh, pee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, um, I was thinking tequila, lime, salt, black, out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? I got, uh, I got five words for the next person. All right, next up is Scoopster, who is recovering splendidly from his surgery. Oh, good, good, Scoopster. I'm, I'm so island. happy to hear that. We love you, man. Um, yeah. And uh, here we go. Uh, this is uh, five words. God bless. United States. <laughs> Some of those aren't actually words, but you can you can decide on the shesh of whatever those words might be. Um, next next up we got Theo. All right, Theo. Uh, that's uh, you, Rain, right? Oh, Theo gets um um um. God, I hate five words. How about a reminder of who the GOP is the party of? That's why I gave an option. Make it easy. Oh, GOP is the party of... Um, uh, gosh. See, that was my mind, too. Victoria take, Jackson. The party of Victoria Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Um, yeah, let's go with Prescient. Okay. You, you, thank you. God damn it. I'm trying to be a helper. Trying to move things along here. All right. Oh, who do we yes, have for so Joe? Got... Joe. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Trisec. All right. What do you got oh, for... I can do Trisec. Oh, okay. All right. Bobber and then Joe. Uh, so I will say... Um, honor. Uh, duty. Uh, country. Boy. Scout. Okay. Nice. I would have said banana cream pie is good. Uh, <laughs> it's not or uh, Boston cream pie, not pie. <gasps> oh, oh, the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> oh, okay, so, and okay. Uh, go ahead. So next up, we're moving over to um, Discord. We got right. Balua. Balua, Joe. What do you got for Balua? <laughs> Let's see. Trump election day loses stroke. Oh, oh. well, I don't like mm -hmm. the last one for. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how about how about instead of the the last word, go with um, uh, uh, prison. Resign. <laughs> Sharts. Sharts. There we go. Uh, nervous sharts. Nervous sharts. Always around the corner. Uh, all right, who do we have next? Uh, who, who do you got uh, for me? Caitlin. Caitlin Chris. Caitlin Chris. All right, uh, five words for you. Um, bon Jovi living on prayer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up we got Clinster. Ooh. Got to have some sweet bass licks in there uh, for him. Uh, Rain, <laughs> Rain, what do you got? Uh, unless, Bobber, oh. you, you want to take Clinster and... Give him something uh, base-oriented. Yeah, actually, I, I was going to go a different direction, but um, okay. Do what you will. Do I what you like. I can do that with somebody else. Okay. What? what, you, what uh, yeah. Go. Go. What? Give. Give Cleanser something. Okay. 
Sean, Sarah, Stephanie, Kaylee, Liar. <gasps> oh. Oh. Ouch. There you go. That was good. Damn. Uh. <laughs> uh. Get the fever. Uh. Um, anyway. <laughs> Craig. Craig. Uh, yeah, Craig, Craig is in our chat. Yeah, yeah. Do we know mm-hmm. Craig. Yeah, we know Craig. So Craig's okay. a, Craig's a gaming friend of uh, Miles and Michelle and me by extension. Okay. So Craig, can I give Craig the party? The GOP is the party of races. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, oh. al- also, it's the uh, party of Trump University. Go pricks! There you go. Uh, oh, I got to get back to um, the jingles uh, and play this. All right. So yeah. next, did we do Fox? We did Fox. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, you her Fire yeah I know. I called her Firefox. Sounds so much more sexy, don't you think? Um, no. All right. Let's oh, move along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, J- Jaded Faye is Francie, right? No, no. Jaded Faye is also a gamer friend. Uh, she's Fran okay. Bow. She's Fran Bow Woman on uh, Chat Tango or on All right, uh, Discord. Well, she's next. She's next, and I think right. I have one for her. Okay. Toilet, poop, Lysol, paper, flush. That's five. Water. That's oh. six. I, wow. I really need to take a cognitive <laughs> test. Foxfire <laughs> says, I am not a browser, LOL. So. <laughs> I do. I talk too much. That's why I can't take the test. All right. Who's next? Um, Cat's next. Cat? Uh, no, we had uh, got Cat in the other. Uh, <laughs> we did Cat. We did Ken Senior living on Long Island. Oh, I got oh, no. I got one for living. Uh, I'm gonna uh, the uh, um here's uh Sarah Palin's children's names. Oak, poplar, maple, chestnut. Yeah, <laughs> and stump. <laughs> <laughs> Stumpy. <laughs> Oak, poplar, maple, chestnut, and stump. Stump. <laughs> Which could be any of her kids. And that's Eugene. That's that's Eugene Levy, by the way. Oak, poplar, maple, chestnut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And that's his son. So. All right. Who's next? We did. We did meow. So we're gonna go to Moonmare. Mm-hmm. Moonmare. All right, uh, Joe, you wanna you wanna take Moonmare? Uh, let's see. Um, Party of or five words? Five words. Um, you like the five words? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. You like it. You like it a lot. Gomert. <laughs> Join. Organization. Called. Densa. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good. I I dig it. Who's next? Okay, Nightbird. Nightbird, also a gaming friend. Um, And uh, all right, so I will. Here, I'll I'll, I'll take. I'll take this one. Um, This one uh, because I just watched this the other day. At least the scene. 
because Joe um, had talked about it before. And uh, it's uh, Fredo, fishing, boat, bullet, head. (laughs) (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. So, uh, yeah, so in in honor of that. I can handle things, I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like, dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. That whole scene, I, I really have to rewatch the movie because that whole montage of how shit went down is so powerful. So, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so Fredo, boat, right. fishing, bullet head. <laughs> so, that's the entire movie, isn't it? Uh, that's a that, that's no a penultimate <laughs> a penultimate scene for Godfather yeah. Two, okay. I would say. Okay. So part of. Um, uh, again, part of a lot of moving pieces, I would say. Is that fair enough to say, yes. Joe? Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah. It was. It was. A, it was a, uh, a sub arc. Yeah. It was movie. a sub arc. Uh huh. It was a sub arc in in the uh, in in an overall yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. And, and, and those moving pieces, all in that uh, montage I mentioned, were bullets. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did yes. Scoopster. Um, did we do Presnet? Uh, yeah, we got Pres already. Okay. So. Um, Theo. Got Theo. Uh, and we got Tricec. Okay. We didn't get Von Hammer. So, Bobber. Von what, Hammer. What you got for Von Hammer? Uh, see, Fauci, baseball, dirt. Oh. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, boom! Yeah, I, I saw it's, the pitch in. He was nervous. He said he was nervous. <laughs> he's not a baseball boy. He's, you know he's a disease boy. That's the thing. I would rather he be good at his job than good at throwing a baseball. Me Here, too. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. <laughs> Anthony Fauci wants to make sure you don't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Rain for the win. There you go. Riding the A train out tonight, Rain. I appreciate it. <laughs> Going out in grand style. So... <laughs> Uh, so right. uh, next up, we have our hosts, Adam. All right, Adam Hebert. Uh, I got one for him. <clears throat> Here we go. You ready? Um. <coughs> well, Joe's clearing his throat like he's got five things. <clears throat> so, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got something. No, but it's not for Adam. <laughs> uh, all right, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll give him, I'll give him a friendly reminder that uh, the GOP. Is the party of Sean Slant and Hannity. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got Bobber. Do you want to you you want to dole this one out for Bobber, or are you you waiting for somebody else, Joe, or Rain? Oh, oh. No, Rain. You go. No, no, I'm not good. I don't know how to count to five. I always. <laughs> we gotta get Michelle too. We gotta get Michelle, who's the major domo as well. But go ahead, uh, Bobber. Or, or, or Joe, what do you got for Bobber? Bobber, um, let's see, coconut tree falls hits Yoho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like coconut on coconut violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's> like <laughs> good, good one. Uh, All right. So you said we needed to mention Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle and Miles. Miles. So uh, yeah, Michelle and Miles. So. Uh, well, I'll say uh, for for Michelle, Florida heat, humidity, 
not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, she misses. Miles? She misses. Uh, and for Miles, um, we'll give Miles a friendly reminder that the GOP is the party of Lil Jared Kush. Oh, do you remember yeah. when Kush was a good thing when you could? I don't. <laughs> I have friends who know smoking Kush. All right, so anyway, moving on. Kenny, did we do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joe, did uh, Joe? Are you in the other chat, or do we need uh, to? Uh... No, I'm gonna do. I, I skipped him. Okay, go for it. So Joe is next. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go um, postal, mail, stamps, lick, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and now, this is where Joe could potentially get uh, bonus points and repeat the five words I said to him earlier in the program. Oh, I'm next. But Joe Fuck. Joe needs to get his, so yes. he can get his bonus points. Uh, let's see. Uh, clown car, Tim, Joe, Sunday. Yes. Uh, although I would have accepted uh, another answer, which would be. Um, uh, hang on. Let me let me find it here. I would. This also would have been an acceptable answer. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, Brett. <laughs> I saw that somebody put that photoshopped that onto a MAGA hat. Brick trumpling. <laughs> so the last person that we have. Oh wait, no. We've got the Sues. The Sues. The Sues. Oh, I know. I have five words for for the Sues. Uh, here we go. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. There we go. Wow. Count them on your fingers, everybody. It's five I words. I did. I just did. <laughs> well done. So, did Rain? Did we already? Did you do? Did we do you? Oh, everybody's done me, Bob. Well, now. My goodness. Nah, My no. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think I was done when Joe was asked to repeat his. Oh, I'll, here, I'll, I'll just play it. I don't uh, think I... You get the... Uh, yeah, what a fun and sexy time. So. <laughs> I cut off the Bob, last you, end. Bob, just got, what a fun sexy me? time. Come on, I'm just, I, I just want to say to, to remind you that uh, the GOP is the party of... Kaylee and Kelly. Oh boy, smelly Kelly. You know, you know. There's another word that starts with "ka." You know, I'm surprised nobody it's did. Called, it's also called "ka," like "see you next Tuesday." Mm. All right. Oh. I'm surprised. It's easy for you to say. Not one person <laughs> used. Not one person used uh, a flute. Big. Dirty ass hole. Oh, <laughs> you have time for Trojan uh, Rabbit. And this one time oh. at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I think I think we should. Uh, is Trojan Rabbit? We got. Tro uh, is Trojan Rabbit last? Yes. <laughs> but all right. As always. Well, he uh, here. I, I want to remind you that the GOP is the party of Brave Sir Robin. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, Brave Sir Robin. He was not afraid to be killed. Did not 
least could scare him bashed into a ball. Or to have his eyes gouged out, and his elbows broken. To have his kneecaps split, and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brace a robin. His head smashed in, and his heart cut out, and his liver removed, and his bowels unplugged, and his nostrils raped, and his bottom burnt off, and his That's, that's enough music for now, lads. There you go. So, person, uh, woman, man, camera. person, woman, man, camera, that's so good. TV. That's so good. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. Brave, brave, sir, woman. I haven't seen person, any birthdays. Woman, man, man. I haven't seen any I, birthdays. I don't think we have or anniversaries. Any. So, anyway, uh, since winter, Geo appears brave like Sir Robin. They're 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 not brave. Oh, I forgot to play the 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 drop. They're, that's the whole point. Is they're not brave at all. Don't say penis in this house. But yeah, actually, they're even more cowardly than him. But anyway, it's uh just it, it was it was a forced way of getting to play this the jingle. So <laughs> and to sing it, I'm getting better at singing it. Uh so anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and go to the break. When we come back, uh, we'll see what other kind of hijinks we can get into. We have a really cool conversation with uh, Obama and Biden from the Biden campaign. A socially distant conversation is what it's called. And uh, I don't know. I've got it broken down. It's 15 minutes, and I have it broken down into three five, five-ish minute clips. So uh, we'll see if we can get into that. But I wouldn't mind talking about the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez versus... Ted Yuhu Yoho who needs a fucking slap upside his goddamn coconut head. Um I mean what a pig. He what rocked. an absolute pig. She did. I wish I would have gotten that he audio, but him. my priority tonight was to make sure we paid tribute to John Lewis and uh also We can we can do that on Tuesday because her speech, we could. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one for the um it will go down in history. And again, that's one of those speeches that you're like that's in the congressional record, MFers. Yeah. So that's good. So uh, anyway, we got to go to the break. Uh, it's so good. That's so good. We got to take a break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. And now, on with the show. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, and welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Radio for Humans Worldwide. And boy, boy, howdy, does Tennessee sure like getting in my my desk chair as soon as I get up for a break. (laughs) I just, like... 
you know, he's like laying somewhere else and he's just chilling out and he sees me get up and he's like, oh, the seat is mine. So, yeah. So, anyway. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble of the Swamp. Welcome back. Hello. And, of course, your bobber half of Bobber, der Braumeister for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C. I think he's been sampling his wares tonight, ladies and germs, and maybe uh, some stuff to... Uh, uh, you drinking some tequila? <laughs> I've been drinking some tequila, for sure. <laughs> and then I have the same problem I have the same problem with Bruiser. Every time I stand up, and she's, like, right in there behind me. Jumping oh, right yeah. There, I want that chair. It's all mine. And, of course, well, you know, Joe has similar problems, but uh, if he leaves his knife alone, Sharky, of course, will get it. Of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. at Martis3 on Twitter, and uh, owner-operator Joe's Clown Car Garage, writer of the poorly written political blog and co-host of the Tim Coromel Show. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. And Sharky Sorry. has a knife. And he knows how to use it. <laughs> uh, what well, the hell? No. Get that away from him. Oh, it's not <laughs> a good dog. Uh, so, so, he's a good dog. <laughs> well, yeah, you better call him a good dog if he's got the knife. <laughs> You're a good dog. Good doggy. Good dog. It's, it's cool. It's cool. You're he's the like, best doggy. I'll cut you. I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah. Sharkies versus Jets. So yeah, uh, <laughs> he's just he's just uh, yeah he, he's just auditioning for the West Side Story. There so. you go, <laughs> <laughs> the dog version. Did he yeah, take yeah. dance lessons? The cake. Oh yeah, Marnus oh, yeah. Marnus Marnus Side Story. So yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we do have I, I do have the the conversation with uh, Obama and Biden and it is it is quite remarkable actually just to see the dynamic of their friendship and the the reasonable nature of th their personalities and the way they're uh, so we're probably not going to listen to all of it because it is 15 minutes it is a campaign video uh you can go watch it on your own but i kind of just want to play at least one of these so we can, we can uh, you know, Biden might not be the perfect candidate for everybody, uh, but he's our candidate right now for... No one is the perfect the part, candidate for yeah, everybody. Yeah, for the, the, the party of John Lewis, he is our candidate. And uh, the party of Barack Obama. And I'm, I'm even proud to say the party of Joe Biden, because I know people have issue, have taken issue with him, but I like Joe Biden. I think he's a decent human being. He's not perfect, as Joe said earlier. No man is perfect. No woman is. You know perfect. what? I want to Nobody's just interject. Perfect. I want to interject here yeah. because Joe Biden is not perfect. But one thing that I've always, always liked about Joe Biden is that he's willing to be better. Yeah. He's willing to learn. He's always been willing to listen. Yes. And I would. He's, as we've all discussed here on. Joe. I don't yeah. know if he was any of our first candidate choices, but I'm really, really more he than wasn't. okay with it. Uh, on this show, he, he wasn't was, He wasn't any of our first choices. Yeah, um, but the thing is about him is that he is always his entire political when, you can go back to you can go back to um, 
uh, yeah, the 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 um, I can't remember the name of the law when we passed the Justice Act back in the nineties. Yeah, he has learned from it, and he realizes why it wasn't necessarily perfect then. Mm-hmm. And he understands, he's acknowledged why it was passed then, but he now knows that it wasn't good for now, like where we live here now. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I, that's well said. I, uh, I, I, I smell what you're stepping in. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, my neighbor is such a baby. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Oh. What a fucking uh, baby. Is he, is he wasting his tires? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I think he just fixed his little white trash truck, and and now it's working, and so he wants to show that he's he's a big boy. Who's a big boy? Who did Who's not a make criminal? a criminal? Who's a criminal that didn't go to jail because of COVID? You are. You are. Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, my my point is is that the one of the big reasons why I am totally okay with Biden is because he is a man is willing to learn from the things he... I wouldn't even say yeah. they were necessarily mistakes, but he's willing to learn and to grow. And and we need somebody like that right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, Joe, uh, did you see this, uh, this whole video uh, of Biden and Obama sitting down and uh, discussing what they were able to accomplish and, and how Joe will you know handle things from his based on his experience in politics and namely the obama administration i no i didn't see the whole thing i did okay. see clips yes yeah. i did but uh, not the whole thing yeah um uh any any comments at all on what you did see well, of the of the clip i saw um I, one thing i i, I liked was that the words that we 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 can't never came out of their mouths that we don't take responsibility yeah yeah that 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 never that never came out of their mouths so that, that, yeah. and they emphasized that oh yeah we don't they take it off with, yeah they kicked it off with yeah. that for the most part uh and, and bobber had you seen any of this before you started uh, chugging the devil's liquor <laughs> <laughs> no i hadn't Okay. <laughs> Any, anything you would like to say about Joe Biden or, or his uh, before I get to this first clip? Um, again, I'll just repeat what everyone else said. Uh, not my first choice, but he's the only choice in this election that uh, can beat Trump, and, and that's the most important part. The, of, the same of choice. He's the same choice. I also want to add personally that I am gladly going. You're gladly going? I'm gladly going to vote for Joe Biden. When, Me too. when we talk about not my first choice, you know, it's not like, a, oh, I guess I got to vote for him. Yeah. I am going to be, I'm very happy to vote. Yeah, I am too. I mean, he's, and, he's, you know, he's, I think he's a decent guy. I mean, he's a good guy. He's got tons of experience. He knows, he knows where all the, the labs and lovers are, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's all. That's all good, you know. You need somebody experienced. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to tear off a scab of a, a recent wound or anything. But uh, you know, certain a certain uh, other talk show host that I used to be affiliated with uh, on a different network, um, who referred to Joe Biden as a doddering old fool. Um, yep. 
I, I still I'm curious how somebody comes back from that. And in, 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 in truly, are you really going to cast a vote for him? You know, you know who you are. You're not listening, but I don't care because I hope you don't because you're you're mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. Part one: Joe Biden and Barack Obama in a socially distant conversation. Can you imagine standing up when you're a president saying it's not my responsibility? I take no responsibility. It's not. I mean, I mean, literally. That, literally. Those words didn't come out of our mouths no, while we no. were in office. I don't understand his inability to get a sense of what people are going through. He just can't. He can't relate in any way. Well, and one of the things that I have always known about you, Joe, it's the reason why I wanted you to be my vice president, and the reason why you were so effective. And it all starts with being able to relate. If, if you can sit down with a family and see your own family in them and the struggles that you've gone through or your parents went through or your kids are going through, if you can connect those struggles to somebody else's struggles, then you're going to work hard for them. And, and that's always what's motivated you to get into public service. came into office, even before inauguration. We had seen a historic financial crisis. Irresponsibility on Wall Street had spread out to Main Street. You know, we had to move fast, not just in 100 days. We had to move in the first you know, month to get uh, the Recovery Act passed. We're now in a situation where not only we've got an economic crisis, but we also have a public health crisis to boot. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you're seeing the, the current economic crisis and how you're thinking about the economy right now. Well, Mr. President, there's three pieces I see. One, we have got to sustain and keep people from going under forever. There's already 10,000 businesses that are not likely to open again, a significant number of small business and minority businesses. Right. Right? Number two, when they're able to come back, they not only are able to keep their folks employed on a payroll, but they're able to cover overhead. They're able to cover the additional expenses. For example, the idea you can open without social distancing, masks, tests, and all these things, right. that costs a lot of money. Those are added costs for they're small They're added cost, right. and they should be able to have that added cost to be able to stay open right. for the good of the country. But right. the next stage of this is gonna be if we're able to, if the stimulus can keep people afloat, then we have to deal with recovery. And the recovery is building back, but not just building back, as you've been talking, now I'm talking about, building back better. We have to change the way in which we deal with allowing people an opportunity to make a living. Right. That includes childcare, that includes turning, making significant investments in infrastructure so people can make uh, not just a living wage, but a union wage, making sure we have a build up an entire new public health system and making sure everybody has healthcare. And well, now we have a chance. We can add a public option now. Right. But this guy's in court in the middle of a pandemic trying to take away the protection for a hundred million people who have pre-existing conditions, I don't think he has any sense of empathy or any, I don't think he can associate at all. You and I. I'm gonna pause it right there. Um, Eric Cantor <coughs> established empathy as a dirty word a, a, a decade ago. 
I remember that vividly when I was first starting Turn Up the Night. People like Eric Cantor um, and other, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, John Banners and, and stuff like that were trying to turn empathy into a dirty word. Well, and they they've absorbed that. They've absorbed that as one of their core tenets is that you know empathy is for the weak. Empathy is for snowflakes or whatever, or libtards or whatever they want to say. That, that that is it. But Trump, you know, you know, the, the GOP absorbed it, absorbed it as a core tenet. And then what did they do? They they turned their party over to someone so devoid of empathy and understanding and care and compassion that that was like what Eric Cantor said. And I, I forget, I think maybe, um, oh, Eddie Munster. Why can't I remember his name? Um, um, Ryan? Paul oh, Ryan. Paul Ryan. Ryan. And, uh, and Ryan. Or, um, Ayn Ryan. Ayn Ryan, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the... Uh, they, you know, they, they basically pr- predicted that they would go on the zero empathy, zero understanding uh, core tenet of the GOP. And that's in Trump okay. is the manifestation of that. He, he Trump turned it up to 11. Yeah. He did. But it was way before that when when the Republicans said you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I, when that came and I believe that was maybe. I don't know if it was Reagan or the first Bush, but when they said, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, that that phrase was actually saying, you don't get to be, you know, you don't get to feel sorry for people because they're responsible for their own misery. Yeah, yeah. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But uh, but jo- but Bobber's right. These go to eleven. Yeah. These these new GOPers they go to eleven on the uh, uh, no <laughs> empathy uh, meter. <clears throat> but Joe, a- a- any thoughts on that about the the, yeah. the empathy angle? <clears throat> the empathy. I'm always amazed at how little empathy this man has. Like you would think that being just a human being, you would have something inside. Um, but he goes up there every day and he's almost like an empty shell. Well, that's because he is. He's sociopathological narcissist. Yeah, it's it's everything his, his sister, his uh, niece said about him. And, yeah. um, y- you know, it, it's, it's scary to have somebody that devoid of humanity leading the country. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to share this with you. I saw my father cry once in my life. And it was when my godfather died. It wasn't when my grandfather died. It wasn't when I got hurt. And so I, I, the, the reason why I'm sharing this is that it's, I think that it's really hard for a lot of people to understand Donald Trump unless you have lived around somebody like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I know that's heavy. I know I just dropped a big No, no, that, that that's but, No, no, that's that's uh that's uh th- that's an interesting concept. It's it's it is really hard for people to understand people like Don unless you've lived with somebody who is like Donald Trump. I'm not necessarily saying my father is exactly like him, but but he had um, personality traits that are similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's it's I, I mean, I I have not read Mary Trump's book. I'm tempted to actually read one of these Trump books because of this. But yeah, I think it really is hard to understand Kim, what I don't understand, Joe, Ken, and Bob, honest to God, what I do not understand is why people have fallen so in line with Donald Trump. Because I cannot believe in my heart of hearts that all these people who support him, like lock and step, including mm-hmm. like the senators and, and Congress people, I really can't believe that they grew up with one or two adults like Donald Trump. I don't understand They didn't. It. They didn't. Look at Matt Gates and, uh, oh, God, what, who is, uh, who, God, oh, 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 uh, uh, Devin Nunes. Those guys, I mean, the, you know, Matt Gates and Devin Nunes, they're bootlickers to, to, because they want to get rich. They want to get as rich as possible, and that's all these people are doing. They they pined their whole life to have somebody like Trump in their in their orbit, and now that they do, they're like, I will do anything. I will say the most horrible fucking things. I'll do illegal shit. I will be the the most low life scumbag human being as long as you make sure that I I get all the money I want and never go to jail for whatever I do. Yeah, I, I, that, those are the people I don't understand. Yeah. I, so, I, 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 I think that honestly. Yeah. I know I, that I, was a big, heavy truth bomb. No, but no, no. It, it's, it's fine. But I, I do need to get back to the audio clip because uh, I'm, I'm hanging here on a minute and 44 seconds left of this one. So God, here we go. Sorry, Had experience uh, dealing with health crises, uh, and public health crises. And in each instance, what you and I understood, and why I have so much confidence that you're going to be able to deal with uh, COVID in the way that other countries with our kinds of resources are dealing with it right now, which is smartly, I have confidence that you're going to actually listen to the experts. Yeah. And you're going to pay attention to the science. And you're not going to quit on trying to actually bend down the curve of disease and transmission rates. When we left office, you had set up a pandemic office within the White House. We had people from the CDC, 44 people in China. We knew pandemic diseases. This wasn't going to be the only one that ever occurred. And the goal was to create an early warning system around the world by creating international cooperation so that when you saw it coming, you had time to prepare. Right. I know how deeply you care about American families and that any loss of life that is preventable, if you're President of the United States, it's your job to try to prevent it. And one of the things that I think you said that's so important, and you understood, we understood this uh, during the financial crisis, you can't separate out 
the public health crisis from the economy. Well, if exactly. you want the economy growing again, people have to feel safe. Oh my God. Amen. Amen. I, I want human beings running government again. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> I mean, can I we can we not go with a universal horror version of American government and just go back to I don't know. We don't have to go like to Disney version. I'd be happy to go with, you know, uh, you know, just Barack Obama and Joe Biden and all of that again. The party of John Lewis in the White House. That's what I like I want. that you keep saying that. Yeah. I really do. I really do like that. Well, I and mean, we, we we should always say it and we should never forget because that's what that's what we're members of. We're member, members of the party of John Lewis in everything he stood for um, you know, for the most part is the gold standard of humanity. So, yeah. I, I you know, I, I just I, again, again, I had a conversation I'll make this, I know we got to go to break. I'm going to make this real quick. I had a conversation with my very dearest friends and she was watching the news and they were talking about pandemics and how, you know, we should have planned for them. And she was, yeah, we should have planned for them. And, and my friend is very smart. She's not a right winger at all. Yeah. I had to tell her the reason why you never had to hear about planning for the pandemics is because you can go back to the Bush administration and then the Obama administration. They were planning and preventing pandemics. Oh, and they and talked about that in the in the interview. So what? SARS. And yeah. she she actually just took a pause and she was like, "Holy crap, you're right." They, they That's sent. Why we never worried yeah, about it. They they sent uh, a bunch of uh, uh, people from the CDC over to China. Uh, yes. You know to to preempt preemptively you know shut it down and they did a great job so but anyway we will we, we'll, uh, we'll get back to some of that audio uh, i think that stuff that you're talking about there is probably in the second clip joe anything else you want to add before we go to the break no no um i think that covers it pretty well i i think empathy is an important thing in any politician i think what we talk about joe biden i think one thing he does have that that uh, Barack Obama pointed out is when you can sit down and see your own family in someone else's yeah. that's the only time that you can can really feel like you can do something for them mm -hmm. and, and and for people in general yeah. and, and that's what empathy is empathy is seeing yourself <clears throat> in others exactly it's the literal definition of put yourself in somebody else's shoes Exactly. So. Oh, that would be a John Lewis quote. Ah, there you go. So, all right, uh, let's go, go ahead and go. Full circle. Yeah, <laughs> full circle. There we go. All right, and uh, Bobber, we got the list coming up. We haven't played that in a while. It's a good summer song, right? So. Sure. Uh, all right, so uh, everybody go hop in their adult-sized pools, uh, listen to the <laughs> list, and we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night uh, right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com
I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. The Tim Coromel Show, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Turn Up the Night on RadioForHumans.com. Boom, boom, shakalaka, goes right there. Hi, this is Jody Hamilton of the From the Bunker podcast, and you can hear our show Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. 
I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes, it's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> and every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank, only on Radio for Humans. RadioForHumans.com Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot! Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? RadioForHumans.com Robot. 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 Robot! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And, of course, thank you to all the other uh, localities of all of our fine listeners out there. And uh, I need to make an announcement right now. I teased it on Tuesday, but uh, we've been working hard behind the scenes um, uh, on a new show for Sundays. Uh, Sundays at 7 p.m. in the old Mike Check Radio uh, time slot. We, uh, we being Miles, Michelle, Suze, myself, and Destroyer Kurt are working on a new show that debuts this Sunday called Geeky Gals and Guys and kind of um, dovetailing off of uh, the um, Mike Check Radio uh, pop culture, nerd talk, whatever. Uh, since Adam had a schedule change, things are, you know, he's working on, uh, some new programming and behind the scenes on the, uh, radioforhumans.com, of course, and we appreciate all his hard work. Uh, but, uh, I want to debut our jingle for you guys and see what you think. Are, 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 are did the eyes what? have it? Yeah. We, we got a new I... jingle. Yeah. Huh? I like jingles. All right. All right. This is our jingle. Uh, Bobber, it's some pretty sweet kind of uh, like a little bit of surf rock uh, I picked here. So, uh, and, oh. and you'll hear some familiar clips in here. And this is open to everybody to join us on the show at some point if you want to talk about something pop culture related. It does it. it, it, it geeky gals and guys, it could be anything. It could be, you know, so, you know, arts, crafts, pop culture, TVs, movies, whatever. If you have something you want to talk about and share with everybody, you know, we'll we'll uh, facilitate it to uh, set it up, but for the the most part, uh, we're we're the th- we're we're the 3G5, so that means uh GGG wow. geeky guys and gals. So 3G uh or geeky gals and guys, I'm sorry. 3G and there's five of us. So, three G five. But anyway, here's our uh, here's our jingle. Uh, we'll be debuting this Sunday uh, at seven p.m. Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. 
It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay, great. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. And then we have a big fade out. We still have music. We'll talk over the music. Say, all right, everybody, roll call. Who's here? Suze, say on. You know, anyway. So anyway, yeah, that's that. And thank you, Miles, oh. for... Uh, giving me the 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 structure for that, I thought that's pretty fun, right? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. High energy, you know. Keep it going, you know. A little pop, some pop culture references there, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, we mm-hmm. just want to kind of you know have a show that's uh, you know uh, Miles is probably going to do some uh, a little bit of good news politics from time to time, uh, but for the most part, it's going to be uh, largely politics free. And just talking about, you know, diversions and escapism, things like that. So, Like like movies. Yeah. You know, and, movie, and movies, Dr. books, movies, books TV, Brown. whatever. Doc what Brown. What about Taylor Swift's new album? Uh, sure, if you want to come on and talk about Taylor Swift's new album. Uh, I, no, I don't. We might tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I come but, on and... and- Talk about Barry Manilow's new album. Um, oh, Mandy, you came into my life. This is a terrible, terrible thing you've done. Well, it's terrible. Oh, Just very terrible. <laughs> it's anyway. Terrible. So yeah, this I Sunday. Have this, I have this best of album. It's a forty-five. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So we're we're uh, gonna be debuting on uh, Sunday. Uh, I'll be running the board, and everybody else. It's it's gonna be more uh, a much more democratic kind of thing than what I do here. I'll just kind of be like the presenter. I'll be the the you know the here's Johnny you know guy kind of thing. Uh, but, but, Johnny. But yeah. So well, now here's Sue's, Miles, Michelle, and uh, Curtis, kind of stuff. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, but all right. So uh, let's get back into it. Uh, shall we uh, go ahead and listen to the second clip uh, from uh, President Obama and uh, President Biden? Oh yes. Oh yes. yes. So yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, hey, Biden and Obama. Huh? <laughs> Said even I don't get that. Yeah. So oh. here we go. Oh. Biden and Obama, socially distanced conversation part two. What you did and what all great presidents do is not only lead, they persuade. I, I think what you did with Obamacare, the ACA, and what you wanted to do to have a public option. It's the quickest, fastest way to get everyone covered. I remember when Bo was toward the end, and uh, and the only person I told the detail all the time was you because you had a right to know exactly what. My, and he only had months left to go, and I used to sit there watch him in the bed, and in pain, and dying of glioblastoma. And I thought to myself, what would happen? if his insurance company was able to come in, which they could have done before 
passed Obamacare and said, you've outrun your insurance, you've outlived it. Suffer the last five months of your life in peace. You're on your own. See, empathy. All yeah. the things that it did, that it was so profound an impact on people, it was like it took them a while until they started to take it away to realize what was happening. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you and I both uh, know what it's like to have somebody you love get really sick. Uh, and in some cases to lose somebody, but that loss is compounded when you see the stress on their faces ah. because they're worried that they're being a burden on their families. They're worried about whether the insurance is gonna cover the treatments that they need. I couldn't be prouder of what we got done. 20 million people have health insurance that didn't have it because of what we did. But you, you remember when we were talking about this, I always used to say the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, it's like a starter house. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's the first house you get. And it, it's not the end of the process, it's the beginning of the process. No, you know, we used new, to say that you know, this is a starter house. Yeah. Remember what I used to yeah. say? It's like Social Security when it was first passed. That's exactly right. Social Security when it was first passed was this narrow. Very narrow. Social Security now. And you kept is on here. building it up. Kept building it out. Making it better. Well, it's a little, right. that, that starter house. Right. They got inside the house and they realized, wow, God, this is better than being out in the cold. <laughs> it's, number so, one. But number two, yeah. and then I said, but I got a guy out there banging down the house to try and take down the house. And I, it, didn't, I didn't realize the reason I had this house is because of <laughs> boom. And what's happening now is that you have so many people now. I can't think of any time since the flu in 1918 that, that, that mm -hmm. the public had, must, I don't know then, but it appears it had to be totally thoroughly aware right. of how vulnerable they were. Right. Now you have people going, oh my Lord. And, and, and look, you're absolutely right that it is hard to fathom anybody wanting to take away people's health care in the middle of a major public health crisis. And offer nothing. At a time when unemployment is in double digits. There, there's another issue that's been on our minds uh, and was on our minds uh, during my presidency, and that is the issue of uh, race in America um, and uh, how communities of color are policed, how uh, you know, police are interacting and, and oftentimes acting in ways that are racially biased. And after the, uh, the George <coughs> Floyd tragedy, um, what we have seen is this extraordinary mobilization across the country of people of every walk of life, uh, every race, every creed, who say, we're More past so time yeah. to yeah. do something about this. We understand we're not gonna fix it all in one day, but we're gonna take this seriously and we're gonna start now. And, and we had experiences with this during my administration. Our response was not to ignore those problems. Our response was we had a, a 21st century policing task force that we put together that drew 
police chiefs, academics, young members of Black Lives Matter, yeah. uh, all in a single conversation, and we arrived at a series of recommendations that are still pertinent to this day. And uh, again, amen. amen. Amen to all of them. Amen. So much stuff there. So much great, just mental leadership, thoughtful leadership, leadership with empathy, leadership with care, leadership with the idea that we can't wait for shit any longer. No more incremental change. No more nonsensical Tennessee. You're going to step on my, oh, he stepped on my box. So, um, Kenny, I didn't step it on your balls. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. what happened? Yeah, um, (laughs) Kenny, Joe, and Bob, listening to this, I just can't help but like, I'll go back to our party last year. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'll I'll tell you what. Let's let's make this our parting shots right now because we're we're seven minutes up against the top of the hour. So, so dovetailing out of this, make this your parting shot, Rain. Your party last year. Parting shot is go back to our party last year, and I will go back to before the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. This kind of conversation is one that Bob and I had with our friends, and we still have them with our friends now, our neighbors. Yeah. This, this is the kind of, you know, um, the kind of conversation you hear, like the, the, you know, getting around the kitchen, the kitchen talk, the counter. What is, how is it? Kitchen I don't know table. How the, Democrat the kitchen table. The table. This yeah. is the kind of kitchen table talk that has been happening for a very long time around democratic circles. And I think that what they did here in, in this video was brilliant. Because they actually brought it back to back to a place where people can say, hey, did you hear what Barack and Joe talked about? And people can talk about it in a, in a safe place, as opposed to it being like, a, oh, you know, oh, Black Lives Matter and the Social Security. These are the kind of conversations that I know Bob and I have been having many, many years. And I yeah, loved yeah. how, I loved how these two men just made it like, here's a kitchen table conversation. Now you have it. Yeah. You have it with your, your neighbors, your friends. Have it. I just think it was incredible, and it was really good. That's my uh, parting it, it shot. It really was. Nothing else to add? Nope. All right. Bobber, what do you got, Mr. Tequila. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I think we we've spent the last four years just immersed in in just total chaos and negativity, just re- reacting from one one incredible, uh, just jaw dropping. I can't believe he fucking did that to the next to to the point where <clears throat> we're not even talking about things that in any kind of realistic terms everything is just extreme and and finger pointing and name calling yeah and i think one of the things they did was they sort of brought it back to this is what can 
this is what our government can look like yes. when there when there are adults. In, in I mean, just I mean, I'm not even talking about empathetic. I mean, you just adults that you know, know the seriousness of, of what their job is. Yes. In in those positions. Yeah. And, and it's it's such a breath of fresh air. It's almost. I mean, they could have talked about anything, and it would have been like, oh, well, th this is what it sounds like when, you know, somebody who's not a complete doddering, racist, narcissistic asshole, you know, talks about things that are important to other people. Well, yeah. you know, are you saying Trump doesn't talk about things that are important? like Person, woman, <laughs> man, <laughs> camera, TV. God almighty. Oh. Oof. It was out of breath, by the way. Yeah, that just that, <gasps> took it all out. It's a long sentence. Oh, yeah, I know. amen, Bob. Yeah, oh, oh, that, we, we can afford uh, an amen for you. Then. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, no, I mean that. I, I, mean I do, that. too. I do, too. So, um, but, uh, oh, well, I'll tell you what. All right. Uh, Joe, what's your parting shot? 150 healthcare workers and doctors sent a letter to Trump mm -hmm. saying, please, let's do it right this time. Shut it down again. Yeah. And it's yeah. time. It is. Yeah. Amen to that, too. Amen. And do Amen. it right. And now, of course, oh, wearing a mask is patriotic. Well, tell your dumb supporters who are yeah. out there, the anti-maskers. And by the way, I, mm -hmm. I did a I did a post on Facebook the other day. I saw a lot of my friends sharing posts from anti-maskers on Facebook. Don't share their shit. They crave attention. Block them. We're going to have to deal with anti-maskers in real life out there. Mm -hmm. Deal with them when the time comes. Get your camera at, ready and film them and show them for the assholes that they are. Don't share their personal Facebook posts if you don't know them or anything like that. Don't share it. They're craving mm -hmm. the attention. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. Just block them. Worry about the idiots out there in real life who are getting violent and crazy and stupid. So, But, Joe, anything else you wanted to add for your parting shot? And threatening uh, Dr. Fauci's life and family. Yeah. It's about as low as you can go. A man who has dedicated his life... To saving, saving lives, lives. Having, exactly. having his his family and him personally being threatened is yeah. is, is this where we are now? Is this it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It. You know, where I mean, we are really. pretty much. And if it is, it's it certainly isn't where we should be after November third. That's all I can say. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, um, uh, all right, my parting shot for you uh, guys, everybody is. Uh, uh, I, I want to play you in context, Trump, uh, saying... Uh, Person, woman, man, camera, TV. It doesn't need commentary. It's just fucking stupid. And I can't believe Tucker Carlson featured this on his show to make Trump look competent. <laughs> it was so amazing. It was a good job, uh, Tucker. Oh, he is a Tucker, too. He tucks it. He tucks it between his... Uh, he tucks it under his taint. Um, so, uh, oh my God. Anyway. I have one quick I didn't mean to make it my parting shot. I meant to mention it earlier. Um, Lee High School in, Fax, in Fairfax, Virginia, 
changed its name to John Lewis High School last year. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So, so all right, well, one more, one more amen, amen. before we go. But, um, but yeah, let's hear person, woman, man, camera, TV in context, and then uh, I'll, I'll say a couple words and we'll wrap things up. I said to the doctor, it was Dr. Ronnie Jackson, I said, oh, is there some kind of a test? Such a good doctor. An acuity test. And he said there actually is, and he named it, whatever it might be. And it was 30 or 35 questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult. Uh, like a memory question, so it's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. Don't think too hard. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, no. yeah. <laughs> so it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, <laughs> you get extra points. If you, Okay, now he's asking you other questions. Extra points. Other questions. And then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, they say, remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question? Give us that again. Or maybe again. the first. And you do that again and you or go person, ten. woman, <laughs> man, camera, TV. If you get it in order, you get extra points. Oh. They said nobody gets it in order. It's actually not that easy, but for me it was easy. Really? That's so mm -hmm. good. Oh, two, seriously. Three. That's nobody gets five one two three fucking words five goddamn words <laughs> no he was just looking at nobody he was just looking at things and say he loves just, them that's oh, all he yeah, was no. doing. again again <laughs> it's uh brick trumpland um uh i mean this is this is the brick trumpland president i love carpet person <laughs> I love <laughs> desk. Woman. Brick, are you Woman. just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Do you I love really camera. love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love camera. I love lamp. I love camera. <laughs> I love TV. He does. He does. He does. You know, I mean, how <laughs> how did he just lay bare his so his stupidity so easily there? It's 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 magical. It's really fucking magical. Um, so anyway, nickel in the swear jar. Um, but yeah, so we're going to wrap things up. Just a quick reminder, uh, everybody tune in this Sunday for the for the, the inaugural edition, the, the very first episode of uh, The Oranges, The Oranges, The Oranges, <laughs> the beginning the of the beginning of uh, person, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Well, I, I'm TV. sorry. I meant... Uh, I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges. Nah, whatever. No, the, the, the first episode of Geeky Gals and Guys premieres this Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with uh, Miles, Michelle, Susan, myself, and Destroyer Kurt. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. And uh, hang out with us on Discord or over on Chat Tango. Uh, pick your poison, and if you're Bobber, I know it'll be tequila. Uh -huh. Tequila. Yeah, we don't have that. So anyway, that's it. Uh, great, great show tonight, everybody. Uh, rest in peace, John Lewis. You are a true hero and an inspiration to us all. Um, and uh, yes. we're proud to call ourselves members of the party 
of John Lewis. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. Person, woman, man, camera, TV.